What's up, everybody? This is Franz from Franz and Friends, the Tell podcast. Friend. Oh. <laughs> Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. So today I'm joined by Jack and Mika, uh, who we met back in the Wavemakers camp. Um, Wavemakers is basically the little union or like society we kind of like founded this year, actually, um, based on the initiative from Student Talks. Yes. Of which Jack is now the CEO. That's me. Oh, yeah. Since That's this awesome. week. Since today. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you want to tell a little bit more about yourself, Jack? Uh, sure, yes, I'm 19 years old and uh, I have mad anxiety problems and I'm CEO of an international company. Um, I love long walks on the beaches, um, raking leaves to ensure fire safety, um, and climate change in general. Um, I'm very passionate about uh, peer-to-peer inspiration and students involved in entrepreneurship. And uh, I'm in love with the guy sitting to my left, who is Mika. Mika, tell us about you. Thank you, Jack. I'm in love with the guy sitting in, uh, to the right. My name is Mika. <laughs> <laughs> love these guys. We've we just had a, an incredible meal. Yes, we did. And we are that now sitting good. sitting on my kitchen table. I mean, at my kitchen table with candlelight and stuff, romantic music, which you can't hear. Uh, <laughs> what I do is uh, I teach people how to give better talks get better public speaking and the coolest project I did was recently Talk the Talk 2018 the main program where we found and coached the 10 future speaker superstars of Finland mm-hmm. and we coached them with the help of the current superstars like Bruce Aurek mm-hmm. those like people who people know in Finland but you guys probably know Yeah. <laughs> so but you should check them out, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You should check them out. I'm, I'm just trying to tell you I'm cool, but... <laughs> yeah, it's not hard. <laughs> it's, not, it's not easy being <laughs> Now, the the reason I came to Finland this week is because of Donald Trump's latest statements on oh, the California yes. forest fires. Oh, yes. um, because Finland is the country of forests, and as you might have heard, he stated that in Finland there are no forest fires because people are constantly raking the forests. Now, it turns out that Mika actually is a student of forestry in the university here in Finland. Can you tell us a little bit more about your raking habits? <laughs> Yeah, you know, actually, actually, the raking is a big, the raking is a big thing. Like, in the summer, with with all the forestry students, we have we have this like a massive, like three days rake. <laughs> and you you just you just get your raking gear on, like everyone's happy and just like going mad with the rake. <laughs> They're playing some rake music. <laughs> <laughs> no, no ser- seriously, people like, 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 who gave right. this Trump guy a microphone? For Christ's sake! Yeah, three hundred million Americans. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with the ranking. <laughs> no, so the real reason we're in Finland today is because of the Slush Conference, yes. and Jake is one of the people working at the Slush Conference this week. Yes, as a volunteer, I'm going to be working at the north entrance uh, security. Um, so if you want to come show me your badge, I can go ahead and uh, let you in in an orderly fashion, uh, the most professional way that I can. Um, uh, in general, I've always volunteered at events like this, and it's just something that I love doing because you kind of got like a behind-the-scenes look. I also, uh, earlier in summer, volunteered uh, with Talk the Talk and Mika. That's how I first got introduced to like, a startup scene here in Finland. Um, And then just from there, met Slush, got more involved in Slush, and ended up with a position at the security team. So, you know, just living life. 
I'm really just enjoying at this point. Just for reference, Jack doesn't look like a person who normally would do security. No, so I am a, uh, I'm a solid 5'6", uh, not muscular at all. Some people would call me ghastly and hard to look at. Um, and aside from that, I'm just, all in all, smell terrible. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best defense. So it you, is. So <laughs> you don't want to mess with this guy. <laughs> yes, sir. I will fart and create a scene. So my, my question is like, you know, we're founding our company in London. Mm-hmm. And in London, there is a pretty evolved startup ecosystem. Like, what do you think about the startup ecosystem here in Finland? Apart from like this big conference, Slush. Like, do you think that apart from Slush, there's also a lot going on here? Or Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, for sure. Yeah, you know, talking about blackouts, like everyone has them every once in a while. But the Finnish startup ecosystem is like this, I don't know what you call it, like this undercover pearl that you only only discover when you come here or you come to Slush. And they're like, holy shit, these people are actually doing like cool stuff. Yeah. What what kind of cool stuff? Like, is is there a particular company you would be like pointing out to where you're like, this is what's going on? Let me think. Let me think. Well, we have companies like Walt, for example. Uh, what does Walt do? Well, they deliver food hmm. really well. They do it really well. Yeah. Cool. And then we have companies like Smartly, that's also sprung out from the Helsinki startup ecosystem, and they're on track to become the largest uh, advertising automation platform on Google and Facebook within a few years. Cool. It's basically Uber Eats for Scandinavia. Walt. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> nice. So tell me a little bit about Talk to Talk because you both were at Talk to Talk yes. and worked there and you actually delivered the closing words. Yeah. Like what what is the Talk to Talk event exactly and what made you decide that you want to like work there as well? Well, Talk to Talk, it's like I got involved with, with Talk to Talk when I first attended the finals, which was last year. And just the fact because I'm a person who loves great speaking. It's like, like I got I got doubly inspired by Talk the Talk that that time. Like, first of all, the level of the speeches itself, like the fact that someone could craft such a such a speech, that was just amazing. Like, like it takes it takes so much work, so much effort, and those people just nailed it, and that was inspiring to me. And and then. The obvious, obvious other reason was because the speeches itself, like the topics and the messages, they were moving and they were well thought of. Mm-hmm. Super easy. So did you coach the people at Talk to Talk as well? Were you involved in the coaching as well? Yeah, yeah. Like we had, we had two main coaches who stayed stayed with the talents for the entire entire thing. And then we had the star mentors who gave their workshops. And then I was like the mama of the entire group. <laughs> And that's true. The mama of the entire group. Yes. <laughs> cool, cool. I mean, okay, tell me a little bit more. Like yesterday we talked about it already, but how did you get into public speaking coaching as a profession? Like, how did you come up with the idea that you want to do this and where did you start? I mean, like, how do you, how does one become a public speaking coach? Yeah, well, it all started because I used to be super bad at it. Like, I was this kid in elementary school with, with like, having this spring... Uh, how do you call it? spring spring play spring theater? Oh uh, yeah, those those awkward things you do with kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was this little guy behind a curtain, like nervous, like anything, 
sweating for the one sentence I had for the entire play because I was like the narrator number four. You were like the tree. Oh, okay, the narrator <laughs> <laughs> number four. <laughs> when you played yeah. the rake. <laughs> Yeah, hey, Finland is such a such a great like a great company. No, yeah, when <laughs> I was um when I was growing up I used to be into like musical theater, but never singing. Um, I can't sing. What do you do in musical theater if you're not singing? <laughs> um, the tree? No, no, it gets better than that. So in every play that they did, there was always some animal, and I was, no matter what play it was, I was always a dog. Even if there was no dog directly related to the play, I was the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Seems it's not like, much. Oh my god, god. Yeah. Jake is joining us yeah. again. <laughs> there, there, was, there was a, uh, there was a, um, uh, so in The Wizard of Oz, I was Toto the dog. And uh, they did like Cinderella, and I like they, my my school has a no refusal policy. So if you want to do it, you have to be in it. So they made me a dog, and like as an extra person in like the the scene where everybody's just in the market. I literally just had to go from the left side of the stage to the right side of the stage, but I still tripped at one point and ruined everything. So that was great. Um, this is why you shouldn't have a non-refusal policy. I know. <laughs> like, if Jack is not supposed to be in the play, then probably it's best to not. If there's no dog in the play, then don't have a dog don't in the play. Dog in that's, a, that's actually like a life lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Never the dog. If there's no dog needed, don't put the dog in. It's a great lesson for this episode. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let me, get, yeah. let me get back to the story. Yeah, so I used to suck at public speaking, but then again, I was always the guy who who just didn't didn't care if people knew too much about me. So like, the entire school just just knew who I was, who I had a crush on, and like these things, I didn't mind. So you were very you put the public into public speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could you could say that you could say that. Only I was I was super awkward on stage. But then by the time I went to went to the university that was a that was a, that was a time of big changes for me and i just adopted this idea of instead of asking like when when someone suggests me suggests something to me like should we do this instead of being like why i would be just like why not so i got involved it's a good that's a good mindset yeah so why you're why not it's <laughs> it served me incredibly well mm, it has its limits though but more on that later uh, Yeah. So where was I? So yeah. You went to university. I went to the university yeah. and got involved with th- with everything basically. I was always saying yes. So little by little, I became this guy whom everyone knew. I knew everyone, and I was always the guy who was out there doing things and sharing sharing his ideas. And just seeing just seeing how much that affected my. Personality. It was it was amazing. Like the idea that I I can have an idea, and then transfer that idea to other people, to to make a change. That was that was life changing for me. So so presentation skills, public speaking skills, they became this part of my identity, and they tended to pop up whenever I had a business idea. Yeah. So you did a couple of businesses afterwards. We talked about yesterday. But when you started your public speaking coaching career, like, what was the first step? Like, what was the first, the very first, like, the, from the moment you woke up one day and you were like, "I want to do this," 
what's the first thing to do? <laughs> like, I mean, like, you know, it's the, it's the same thing. Like, no matter which business you start, this is always the first thing you do. You just type on LinkedIn that like, yeah, I'm a public speaking coach. I'm connected on LinkedIn. Uh, shout out to at Jack Height on LinkedIn. I got 20 uh, connections. Don't want to brag, but he, he got his profile yesterday as well. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> no. I, uh, um, endorse me for my skills. Uh, I don't do a follow for follow, but I do an endorse for endorse. That uh, you endorse me, and I endorse you straight back. Jack Height on LinkedIn. Yes, ma'am. And Mika. Mika Karpinen. Yeah, Mika Karpinen. Three I'll write it in the description so you know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'll yeah. check it from there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So you basically tapped it into LinkedIn, said you're a public speaking coach, and then you got your first gig? Mm, I started doing pro bono. Like, I had already, I already had some contacts. I used to work at the Helsinki University uh, Entrepreneurship Society. Mm -hmm. So quickly we decided that I'm going to become the pitch coach. For, for Helsinki Think Company, as the size society was called. Did you say pitch coach or...? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> just, just check it, just check it. Just check it. My check, my check one too. <laughs> crucial difference, crucial difference. So I started doing pro bono gigs. Um, one day, one day the Think Company got, got asked, asked to help the Helsinki University TEDx speakers yeah. for a coaching session. So yeah. I ended up doing that. And from there on, it just started escalating. Yeah. Because I, because we had a great workshop, and I learned a cr crucial lesson about about coaching and teaching people public speaking. And that is when you have incredibly intelligent people together, the best thing you can do as a coach is to let them speak with each other, let them connect, and let them teach each other. Mm. You don't need to know everything, because mm. people are really smart. Yeah. So you're basically just a facilitator. Mm, that's where I started. These days it's more like I'm also the expert. Nice. Cool, man. Cool. Really impressive. Yeah. I, I, have, a, I have another question for you, Jack. Because you're, you're working at Singularity University right now. Yes. You're 19 years old. Yes, sir. So you're starting university soon. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't so know yet. What, what's going on in your head right now? Like if you're already working for Singularity University, but you could go to normal university in San Francisco as yeah. well. What, what's, the, what's the debate right now? Um, so the work I do with Singularity University is more based off of like, it's, it's like a, no one else, uh, specifically in my field, cause like you said, I'm 19, no one else is 19 years old is involved <laughs> at this level with Singularity <laughs> University. Um, so right now it's like, I'm the only yeah. option. But I mean, age is also just a, a number, right? Like, is it your well, advantage or I is mean... it a disadvantage or doesn't it matter? When you say that, you can get in a lot of trouble, so let's just... <laughs> uh, it, I would say it's an advantage, because there's always that, like, wow factor when you tell someone, oh, hey, yeah, I'm CEO of this, and, like, I work with Singularity University, and I'm 19 years old. That's there, cool. There's always, like, a wow factor that comes with that. So is it an advantage, or is it, like, wow, wow? They start really thinking about what they were doing when they were 19, then they get into, like, this depressed mode, so it kind of, like, ruins <laughs> And then business. they don't want you to succeed. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're like, no, no, like, not really search for your destruction. Um, oh, that yeah. sounds awesome. I honestly, yeah. But uh, so, I mean, most of what uh, I've been thinking about is right now, 60% of the jobs that's going to come soon aren't even like studyable. 
Because there are things that people mm. are developing right now, and then through those developments, it's going to be, okay, we're going to need more machine people, specialized ma- machine learning, biomimicry, um, things like that, right? So all these things, they're not widely studied. Um, if I were to go into some sort of field of study, specifically university-oriented, it would be something online, remote, and obtainable through... Um, sustainable organizations that work with startups, <clears throat> things like that. So uh, going back to your original question of like how I got involved with Singularity University, it's because I was a student and I did things that no other students did, specifically high school students. Um, what kind and, of things? That, sound, um, that could be a lot of things. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I, uh, when I turned 12-ish, I got involved with a summer camp called the California Association of Student Councils based out of Oakland, California. So right across the bridge from San Francisco. Um, And they do summer camps and camps in California throughout the entire year where they just teach uh, leadership and empowerment to students in general. But what they also do is they train students to write laws and fight them in the California House of Senators to change um, uh, the public high school system and public education system laws in the state of California, which, and we've written 30 to 40 laws that have been passed and funded and things like that. Wait, so you passed 30 to 40 laws? Me personally, no. I probably yeah. helped pass maybe six or seven. Well, so but, you passed six to seven. How old were you when you passed your first law? Probably 17. Seventeen. That's awesome. Yeah, it makes me think about what I did with seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I yeah. might have passed an exam. Yeah, <laughs> so that was my Maybe. first exam I passed. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like straight, yeah. straight, I passed elementary school. I, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's a little late start, buddy. <laughs> but then, like uh, directly after that. Um, I realized that I was more keen on the international front of connecting students internationally and uh, um, because the same motivation that students want to disrupt their own education is equally resilient in cultures across the world. So I said, okay, well, where else does this company work? Beijing. And I I said, hey, um, I would like to train counselors to work at camps. And so I did that for a year and then they reached out to me and said, hey, uh, you're qualified to um, help direct camps in Beijing. We'll send you to Beijing. And this was supposed to be a one-time-off thing. Um, So I went to Beijing once, and I ended up having a blast there. It was the same thing as California. It was amazing to see all these students really, like, uh, wanting to go to a camp where they better themselves. Um, Wait, so they would also pass laws then in no, the not, Beijing? No, not in Beijing. That was, that was a bit more difficult. Um, yeah. <laughs> in Beijing, we just focused on establishing like a, a student democracy inside schools, so like student councils and things like that. But I was supposed to be go there only once, and then uh, it turned out that in the past 15 months, I've been there six times, um, just all, all from that camp. Um, wow. So wow. Wait, so cool. you so when you did all these things like did you take extra time in high school or did you just like blast through high school and all those side hustles? Um, you must have been traveling a lot already. Yes. So I mean I had to make a special deal with my high school where I would like <laughs> kind of shout them out at some point in exchange for like more lenient um, due dates um. on assignment. And also uh, I only had 10 like 6 days mm. per every two and a half months. Ten which days? Ten sick days from school that I could like miss without uh, and still qualify for my exams. Yeah. Um, 
So I would just like plan around weekends and things like that whenever I had free time. So you were in Beijing for the weekend? Uh, I would, uh, yeah, I would go. I would only be in Beijing for five days at a time. It was purely work. I'd get there, fall asleep from jet lag, wake up, start camp the next day. Four <laughs> days later, be on a plane back to Mexico. Wow, that must man. have been something. That that must have been like a really good training for you. As well. Oh like, yeah, I like, bet that prepared yeah. prepared you up. Oh yeah, set you up for something. Like the transit time in learn? total. Uh, the transit time in total was way more than the time I spent in Beijing. But what I learned in general was. Um, That's where I first got my, because I was also a, an exchange student in high school twice. Uh, that's why I'm in Finland because I was an exchange student last year here. Um, but in general, that that was my first real look at um, learning across cultures and things like that. Because these these topics seem so um, common, but then uh, as soon as you go somewhere else, it's either exalted or pushed down, right? Or like yeah. depressed. Um, and just to see that sort of like same motivation that people have no matter where you are geographically, it's still like constant and it's still there, right? It kind of puts it into a bigger perspective of um, world connectivity, where uh, one thing that's uh, an idea doesn't have any borders. It can be easily shared and easily shared by people across the world. Wow. Wait, so when you were here in high school exchange in Finland, how did you get involved with Talk to Talk? How did you meet Mika? And like, how did you get involved with like all these like university students, etc. when you were still in high school? So I was at a um, Slush side event, October 10th of 2017. So Slush has been like a fundamental thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, the company I currently work for, Student Talks, um, They had a side event at the side event. So the side event uh, by Slush was called Follow. And mm. the side event... There, I remember I was supposed yeah. to speak there, but I couldn't go because I was I would have my met first week of yeah. stage. Yeah. And so, um, and the side event that Student Talks had was called Talk Up. And Daniel was hosting. Daniel's a neat fella. Um, mm -hmm. And my boss, my ex-boss... We'll, we'll get him on the podcast soon. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And... And oh, yes, sir, we'll do. And so uh, it was. That's where I met everyone. Um, and my host mother signed me up for an open mic set. Your host mom. My, yes. Your host mom just signed you up. <laughs> yeah, she just signed me awesome. up out of nowhere. And It's like then, people uh, want to hear him. Exactly right. <laughs> and then she didn't tell me until they called my name. And then <laughs> I get down, and we all sit. There's ten of us. And the first guy takes. He's this huge guy, and he um he basically yells at the entire. Um, audience that they need to try his like customer service support thing. So that was great. <laughs> But he takes like he takes up like triple the amount of time he was supposed yeah. to. And it's like a sales pitch. Is like try this. This is the benefit yeah, of it. Try it. Like and and um, I'm sitting there. And guess who's sitting to my exact left? <laughs> Anna. Anna Vavivova. Yeah. <laughs> She, I don't think that's her very no, name. It's Russian. It's um. <laughs> She was sitting to my left. I met her at follow-up, mm -hmm. and I never realized it until I met her this year. Uh, so she's one of the also lead organizer of Talk the Talk this past year, who I worked with closely over summer. Um, but since he took up so much of the time, then um, we barely had time to talk, so they made the cut between me and Anna. So Anna didn't have a chance to talk. I was the last person to talk. And I, I gave it my all. Um, I think I did a good job. The student talks people think I did a good job. And then I met Daniel right after, and he was like, hey, I'm going to kill you if you don't send me an email. So I sent him an email. 
I said, um, literally, I'm going to kill yeah, you. Yeah, don't send me an email. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in Spanish, so it was scary. Um, <laughs> and so um, I sent him an email. And when I, I came back to Mexico in January of 2018, and uh, in on April 20th, I had organized the largest student talks event worldwide to be in Mexico. Wow. And I pulled that off with my best friend Liam. Um, Wait, it was just a couple of months later? Yeah, just a handful of months later. We found a venue, found interest, and just ran Which city in Mexico? Puerto Vallarta. Uh, so a little uh, town on the west coast, surf town. Um, How were there so many people interested in... Are you like a local rock star there? Because or... there's just <laughs> nothing like this in Mexico. There's nothing oh. at all. Me- Latin America in general oh. is an unta- uh, untapped... Um, untapped source because all the technology they get is from the West, quote unquote. Um, and so everything they get is basically a runoff of the United States. Um, and whatever gets popular up in the US is normally brought down by tourists on vacation and then people just like generally lean towards it. So Facebook was a huge part in getting social media in Latin America, but then when Facebook bought Instagram and then Snapchat kind of got big as well, like Facebook died out in Latin America, now it's just Instagram and Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I put on the largest event in Mexico, and then <clears throat> this year I kept being more in touch. I helped out Wave Makers. I'm supporting the next Wave Maker camp by hosting it in my hometown. And uh, the event we have planned for this year is going to be double of last year, so between 800 to 1,100 people from all over Mexico, Mexico, Latin America, and Wave Makers as well, so all over the world. And we're going to be featuring six speakers plus one keynote speaker from a competition we're going to have tomorrow, which uh, I think you're actually competing in France. <laughs> I mean, I'm competing. Uh, I, I still need to prepare my talk, but yes, <laughs> hopefully that's me. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, we'll see, um, yeah. and then I just uh, became CEO after a, a year and after 13 months of being casual into it. Yes. Casual. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. I think, yeah. Just to just to mention, like, how did yeah. I think? I think Jack, you've done some pretty decent stuff, and one day you will be cool. One day I will be cool. <laughs> yes, not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> you're only at one percent. I mean, like, that's like the, one of the biggest problems I yeah, think right true. now is like, <laughs> you know, if you're already doing so well and you're only like you're so young, you haven't even started university. Like, yeah, exactly, what's right? next? You know, like what comes afterwards? You know, yeah. I mean, like, um, you know, there's always going to be like more yeah. and more and more. I mean, not saying that you already made it. Oh no, there's no, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot haven't. to be made, and yeah. like I mean, even even Mika and I, like everybody is like just just at one percent, man. I mean, like what I always say is I determine my success as having enough money to eat whatever I want when I want. So when I get to that point, it's like food-based <laughs> success. <laughs> when I get to that point where I can just be like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna have lobster for lunch. <laughs> then I know I will have succeeded. Yeah, I think so as well. I think for me, like success would be just to have like a credit card and you don't have to worry. Yeah, that's true. It's just that's like I never have to check my bank account no, ever again. Never. It's just like I'm not going to change my spending. No, I just don't want to look at the bank account yeah. anymore. Like, well, I mean, you can do that yeah. now too. It's just you. Know, <laughs> I don't know yeah, about you your go. bank account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. You can do it now. Like you just go on credit. Yeah. Don't, you can't do don't it. Care. You, you can't do it if you're in London. But no, 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 no. <laughs> the trick is just use someone else's credit. card. <laughs> you do it the Mexican way. <laughs> yeah, man. So I think this is a this was a good session, man. I mean, like, there's this there's was. more to follow soon. But I think yeah. as a first first interview on the France of Friends podcast ever.
I this was a really it. good one. Any any closing words? Anything you would want to share with an audience which you think is like extremely important? I mean, it be what it do, man, and it do what it be. So just like <laughs> do what it be and let it be and let it do what it do. You know what I'm saying? I really don't. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't get that. Uh, I think I think <laughs> the most important thing you can say, even yeah. if it's a cliche is people are nice and we are going to a good direction with this world so just keep that in mind we are living in the best world we've ever had right now so make the most of it make the most of it nice i think that's it for today with friends and friends and as always make sure to follow jack hitte and miko karpinen on linkedin and insta yeah and and come to the rake party And, <laughs> and as always, make sure to tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. <laughs>